Welcome back to Clickbait with Bachelor Nation. I am so excited to be here today, you guys. How we doing? Doing good. I've had yeah. two cups of coffee this morning. <laughs> Same, actually. I went to Starbucks twice this morning. Twice? Two different I, trips? I did I did two different trips. Usually what? I, I, the first drink I got was a caramel macchiato, but I did it with coconut milk. I don't know why I was like trying to be all oh, weird this morning. Coconut milk. Ugh. It just didn't hit. So I ended up and go, went back and got a dirty chai. <laughs> What is a dirty chai? It's a chai tea with a shot of espresso. And there's oh. some chai's like cinnamon flavored. Yes, it's so good. It's one of my favorites. Oh, but sounds yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, try that. Are you doing good? You've been I'm busy. I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. I'm on my third coffee like you guys, but I feel uh, I feel good. Very vocal today. I got a lot to talk about. A lot I want to <laughs> let off my chest in this uh, cast today. Okay, good. Me too, because we have right? a lot to talk about. And if you couldn't tell, I'm in an extra good mood today. And um, I know why. What? <laughs> Did you not see yourself on The Bachelorette coming out of the pool looking all hot, looking like Halle Berry? Girl! And now, see, I agree. I want to be... I I'm, thought I'm, we were friends. Uh, you could have given me a forewarning. I'm so sorry. We're friends. We're co-workers. So I have to be, you know, it's always good to be respectful, a respectful gentleman. But, Tasha, you did look really good there. Almost where I'm like, I can't watch this anymore because she's my friend. I can't look at this. Oh, my God. pretty sure everyone in America watching that, their mouth went to the floor. Yeah. You were jaw-dropping. I was just How many takes did that take? What do you mean? I was just... Listen, I don't know what you guys are talking about. All I know is that I love Palm Springs. I love La Quinta. I vacation there. It's summer. It's hot. It was a pool. I was just swimming around. I don't know what you're referring to. Coming in hot. I'm here for it. Looking good. Well, thank you, guys. But listen, so there's that that happened this week. Let's see. But we have some other good headlines. And not to fail to mention, one of my favorite holidays, which is Halloween, is right around the corner. Now I don't know about you, but I'm freaking stoked. I have tons of little plans to do with my girlfriends this week. And um, that's not the only reason why I'm in a good mood, because I get to see all of them, but also because we have an amazing guest today who's hilarious. And I can't wait to talk to her. Her name is Fortune Beamster. You might know her from her recent Netflix special, Sweet and Salty. She's a comedian, a writer, an actress, a fellow podcaster. So we're super excited to have her today. And I don't know. I can't wait to laugh because I guarantee you she's going to make us like roll. Oh, she's hysterical. And again, <laughs> if you guys didn't watch her special, you have to check it out on Netflix. Sweet and spicy. Salty. Salty. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is wrong with me Are you today? still thinking about that? I mean, uh, and maybe spicy, spicy too. I'm still thinking about the, the Tasha bathing suit <laughs> shot. <laughs> well, you know what, he has Tasha on his mind. I do. Hey, hey, hey. I, do. I have Tasha on my mind. It's just throwing me up. Professional, you guys. we got to keep it professional on the podcast. Yes, please, please. I'm getting hot. I already told you. And I'm going to actually I'm gonna tell you guys a little something about me. I did stand up. I did didn't. you know? Yeah. I Years ago, in my guessed. 20s, and I um, I was pretty bad. I was pretty bad. <laughs> how do you even start that? Yeah. Well, how do you practice in the mirror by yourself? Yeah, you do. And oh, you, you actually see, do. That's what, oh, that's what yeah. you do? Yeah, and I, you know, I wrote down jokes, and I thought they were hysterical, and I'm like, this is going to be, <laughs> I'm going to just kill it, you know? So I sign up for an open mic. And then you hear your voice for like the first time projecting in a room. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no. 
Oh no! Oh, and no. no one's talking, and it oh. is quiet. Oh, Everyone's God. just staring at you, they're waiting staring, to laugh. They're staring at you, or they're looking down because they can't look at you because it's so bad. Oh! I tried to walk off stage on one of them. I just said, "That's it. I just suck at this. I'm terrible." I'm Wait, you walk? You tried to walk off during your set? During the set, I tried oh, to my walk Lord. off. Right, and the guy goes, "Finish the set." <gasps> and I look at him like, "All right, fine." And I stood there for another minute, just <laughs> shouting the minute of your life. So, you are yeah. so brave. I know. Honestly, that's how I look at it. That takes like <laughs> balls. Like I don't know how you did that. I could not do that because. What's your funniest joke? Um, oh yeah. Hmm, I don't. I don't. I don't have any right now. None, I can't. I can't repeat the ones that I used to say. Tell us one. <laughs> Tell us. No, I don't. Honestly, I don't. They just weren't. They weren't um, put together well enough, I guess. I, I, I'm working on some. I'm going to go back and do it. I'm gonna well, who's back. your favorite you comic? Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, who's your, like, inspiration? Mine would have to be... See, like, I love old school Jerry Seinfeld. I would say currently oh. I really like um, Sebastian Maniscalco. Oh, okay. He's from Chicago. How about you guys? I like David Spade. Okay, that's a good oh, one. Yeah, we're good friends. He's so funny. Um, but I haven't been able to go to any, like, comedy clubs. I mean, coming out to L.A., I was, like, looking forward to it because there's so many good ones. Uh, David Spade has one. But uh, that's just, you know, another industry that's hurting because of the pandemic. Have I you guys know. ever been to, like, a comedy club before? There's, like, an been. improv right down the street from my house in Irvine. Oh. And I've seen, actually, quite a few people there. But I have to say, like, my favorite kind of comedy is, like, I, like, am a Kevin Hart fan. Or, like, a Dave Chappelle. Like, Dave Kevin Chappelle. Hart. Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle, to me, is, is so good. one of the best of all time. He's, like, he kills it every time. I love Dave Chappelle. And you can just tell, like, it just, like, it's just him, like, it, his mind is like everything he breathes comedy and like it's not even like a thing for him he just it just flows out of him and it's hilarious i love him so we're gonna be talking a lot about comedy with fortune so let's save that for her but we're gonna get into the headlines now which happens to do with my favorite favorite topic halloween so vanity fair just released an article listing the best new and classic halloween movies and i'm fucking here for it because i love all things Halloween, especially scary movies. Um, and I think I've mentioned to you guys before, but Halloween is just, I think it's because my dad likes Halloween, that I love Halloween so much. But I will say, okay, so my dad loves to dress up in like the stupidest costumes, <laughs> but he loves to scare people. Is, is your dad really goofy? Oh, absolutely. I am Okay, it's like a, it's, so that's where you get it from. Exactly. Okay. And um, my family and I live for scary movies. I mean, not my mom necessarily. My mom like hides at times, but like mm. my dad and myself and my littlest brother live for scary movies. Do you guys? Um, that- I got to ask you this. Why? What? What, do you like to be Why? scared? Do you like yeah. to get scared? Yes. I love being scared. I, I, when I was a kid, I used, I used to like, you know, have nightmares or like, I think that there's like people in the house and like I'm the only person in there. But like as I like grown up and I got really used to it, like I really don't care. Mm-hmm. But I love being scared. Y- you also love movies in general, right? I do, I do, I do. You love going to the movies. Well, I don't watch scary movies because I saw a ghost one time and I don't mess with that kind of stuff. <laughs> what do you mean See, you saw a ghost? I legit saw a ghost. You I saw, saw with your own eyes, you saw a visible like the body? Ghost. 
Yes, it was the worst Halloween memory ever. I was little and I was running out of the kitchen and I saw a ghost. I full-fledged saw a ghost and it was coming towards me and then I ran back into the kitchen and I ended up cutting, like slicing my head open and I had to be taken to the emergency room, got stitches and then like, actually there's like a scar on my head where like, if you like pull back my hair, like I, if like it's scar and my hair won't grow in that area. So this is my Halloween scar. Okay, many questions on this. Number one, <laughs> was it your house? Yeah, it was my house. So your house is haunted, technically. Uh, and I mean, it was Halloween. I do think ghosts will Hannah, come out around maybe Halloween. You just like we're hyped up on some sugar. We're no, really, really like no. excited. Saw ghosts. Was it a man? Was it a female? Yeah. No, what did it, it look was- like? It looked kind of like Casper a little bit. This girl see Casper that goes. Look, oh. I'm not trying to discredit you, but like, tell Casper I say fr- what's up, okay? It wasn't friendly at all. And now you have a scar. You have a scar to always remember Yes, it's that my day. Halloween scar. And I haven't been a fan of Halloween since. Wait, yeah, what I about got, you, Joe? Um, I, so one Halloween, I think I was like eight years old and I, um, I dressed... I dressed up like the infamous uh, Al Capone. Oh. I don't don't know why that's what I dressed up as, but I did. And I I went trick-or-treating, and I got bit by a dog. And I was so scared of dogs at the time because I'm like, (gasps) I don't want to go trick-or-treating because I don't want to get bit by a dog. And, of course, I get chased. I'm running from the dog. I drop my candy, and I get bit. Joe, I wish I knew you as a child. I feel like you'd be so funny. Oh, I was the uh, I I didn't like dogs and I didn't like fireworks. Um, oh, that's traumatizing. It was. It was. I I, I wasn't um, I wasn't comfortable with dogs till I got one when I was like fourteen. But before then, nope. Oh and, wow. Um, I don't. That's why I don't dress up for Halloween anymore. Oh, at all. <laughs> I mean, I did last year because I was in a I was in a relationship, so that's like a relationship thing. But yeah. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not dressing up. Yeah, Are you guys? I, I don't think I'm dressing up this year. If I were, it's really sad because my girlfriend and I have the best Halloween costume idea. I mean, it's not very original. Oh, can you tell us? Yeah, can you share? Well, what is it? Well, we're going to be... No, 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 no. I mean, sh- sh- I mean, this is, it's really not anything special. I was going to be Dion and she was going to be Cher. But it's just funny because like, we just actually realized like that's actually us. Like, I am so Dion and she's so Cher. So you Maybe. don't even have to dress up. <laughs> Not really, but I would love to put braids in my hair and just like whip them and just like. Wait, who's show, wait, who's Sh- Cher and Dion? <laughs> From Clueless. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know who you were talking about. Like I was oh, supposed to know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. From Clueless. Oh. So I really want to be them, but it's okay. I'll do it next year, right? Yeah, next year. And my Halloween costume this year is going to be my cheetah pajamas. That's cute. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm not staying in. Them. Yeah. Well, if you guys need some movies to watch, I definitely go to see the Vanity Fair like article. But I highly, highly, highly suggest watching the movie Hush. It's on their list. I'm actually really happy it made it because I've never seen a scary movie like it. Um, My parents and I, my yes, and my family watched it in a hotel room. And I'm not going to lie, in the middle of like Baltimore when we were visiting my sister. It was so creepy. It was so good. I loved it. I screamed. It was it was amazing. And so I what about a day. scary movie? If you've seen it once and you know the ending, can you rewatch it again like next year? Because you know the ending. So there's not as much suspense, right? Because you already know what's going to happen. 
Yes and no. I mean, I watch the Halloween movies every single year in Chainsaw Massacre. Like, it's just, just make sure it's dark. Ask some people around and, like, just watch it. And, and it still scary. scares you every time? Oh, hell yeah. Scream is not a scary Scream movie. Scream is so corny. I rewatched <laughs> it. I'm like, I can't believe I used to be scared watching this as a kid. Liver alone. Yes. Honestly, my girlfriend and I used to be so scared of that. But we ain't scared about that anymore. It's so yeah. cheesy. It's so bad. I remember my dad, he would just, like, get all blocked out, and he would wear a mask, and he actually had an axe, like an actual axe, and he would stand an on my front porch. actual axe? An actual axe, okay? And he would stand on my front porch, and it kind of, like, because in the dark, and, like, my dad's, yeah. like, pretty tall, and, like, in this, like, black gear, he just, like, stands there, and you think it's kind of just, like, a prop, you know? Yeah. And my dad would stand there, and... um like, people would walk up or whatever. He would do it to adults, not children. And he would, like, just move and, like, say something. And I have never seen so many grown men, women, like, teenagers run down the street screaming so freaking loud in my life. Like, my mom, my brothers, and I would stand across the street just watching him scare people for hours. Did you ever record any of them? Oh, my God, no. Oh, I, my I God. never did. Even to this day, oh, my God, just thinking about it, it's one of the best memories. Is your dad I, dressing up this weekend? I don't know. Probably not. Do you think when he, uh, at the end of that day, you know, he showers and everything, and he's like, right before he goes to bed, he's like, yes. Oh, he thinks he's hilarious, you guys. Oh, he loves it. He thinks he's great. And I don't, it's not like mean, I promise you. He's a really, like, it's fun. It's all in good fun. But, uh, you guys, but he I've carries an axe around, so be fucking careful if you cross, uh, <laughs> if you cross the Adams household. I'm just saying, I've I know. never seen so many grown men run out of fear in my life, except for like around Halloween because of my dad. And it's it's comical. I really should have recorded things. But you this have is, like, to record it. Have him do it this year and record it. I know. I'm supposed to. Put that shit on your Instagram. Yeah, but it's like Yeah, no, I, I heard your dad's a character, too. Uh, <laughs> you guys don't even know. I heard your dad. It's funny because a lot of people think I'm really reserved and like quiet really this is the complete <laughs> yeah well, I, I think it's just because you're mature in like dramatic situations like when we saw you on colton season like True. i think maybe that's why because you're just very mature and you're just like not gonna act stupid yeah, yeah. but like we'll the other 90 percent of my life i'm pretty yeah. ridiculous <laughs> like you're goofy like you're lighthearted. like you're fun yeah you know what Tasha? you should probably do you should be the bachelorette for halloween <laughs> You should go around trick or treating and be the bachelorette. That's what you should. Uh, and then just like pass out roses instead of candy. Wait, that's actually very cute. Yeah, maybe why I not? should just dress. I think up. you should. Maybe like go out get a dress. I mean, there's speculations and like everyone's just guessing, so might as well just be it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. you'll you'll completely have to like get an outfit for it. Really, like look something. like the bachelorette. <laughs> Wait, that's actually a really good idea. Okay, and just sit at my house and wait for trick or treaters. Just yeah. dressed up by myself. <laughs> yeah. Do a meet and greet. Do your first meet and greet <laughs> on trick or treat. Pretend they're coming out of a limo. Put, make my door a limo. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And just like really stop funny. off at like all the different houses. That was good. That's a good one. Well, Tasha's going to be maybe the bachelorette. Joe's going to be a comedian for Halloween. Oh, cute. Uh, Felt comedian. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> well, the only Holly, Halloween costume I'll ever need is Dolly Parton. She is truly my soul sister. Probably going to pull off looking like her. <laughs> yes, you could. Uh... I don't know. I think costume I look is a, a little, costume. You I think I look that. a little wonky. 
But this next headline is about her. Meet the man behind Dolly's greatest love song, her husband of over 50 years. So, you know the song, Jolene, Jolene, that song? song. Great song. Epic, right? Well, Mm -hmm. many people assume that her song was written out of spite for her husband cheating on her Mm -hmm. um, due to, like, the lyrics. But actually, the truth is, is that the song was based on an ongoing joke, joke between her and her husband, Carl Dean, who's... No one, like, has very many, very few people have even seen a picture of her yeah, husband. Like, who is Carl? Who is Carl? Carl's well, Carl, yeah, Come Carl on. is her husband of 50 years, and he just doesn't like being in the public eye. So it makes me think, is that the secret to being a celebrity, to being in the public eye? Do you just keep your marriage completely private? Ah, uh, that's a good question. Yeah, Joe, take, what's your take on that? Because I, I, I really want to know this from a guy's uh, perspective because I have my opinion. I think, um, yeah, I, I think it's healthy. I think, I think the more of your life that you could keep private to your family and to your friends, I feel like that's beneficial for you. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're so now it's a new norm to just put everything out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what are the repercussions of that? Well, like for you, you were in a pretty public relationship for a yeah. long time. I mean, longer than Hannah and I were. And yeah. so dealing with that, I mean, did you guys usually put everything on blast? If you don't mind me asking. No, 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 please. I, I actually, uh, yeah, I'll definitely so, talk about that. Okay. So did you guys share quite a bit of what was going on in your life or did you kind of just like stay off and then showed up? How, how did that work out with you guys? See, it was, it was, yeah, we, we put a lot out there. Um, Mm -hmm. it was never too much. Kendall wasn't like over the top with it. Mm -hmm. I like before, so before her, I was not really, um, like boyfriend material kind of thing. What does that mean? mean? Oh, okay. So I was never, I never was like affectionate or like a public Mm -hmm. relationship person. I always did keep it private. So I went from like, zero to a hundred to like, Oh, I'm in a public relationship off of TV. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. It's yeah, it's difficult because there was a lot of times where I'm like, I don't want to post a story right now. I don't want people to see what we're doing Mm because it's Tuesday at one o'clock and I don't feel it's anyone's business. Um, So yeah, it it definitely weighed on it. It it weighed on the relationship. Any time where like the public started to like make judgments because it's like, sometimes I'll see like a couple that's, made it public and you don't see them post together maybe for a couple of weeks or a mm-hmm. month people be like oh maybe they've broken up maybe did that ever happen to you yeah it did and i think um something that happened at the beginning of our relationship was when i would take interviews um, when i was on dancing i would do interviews after and they would ask me about my relationship and i'd be like yeah it's great you know she's cool like that's kind of, I mean, that's how, that's, that's how, such a guy response. It that's really, how, oh, she's the homie. Like, what? Yeah, and that, and I and that's how I talk. I mean, that's just who I am. Um, and I know that that could have. I think that affected Kendall a little bit because she'd be like, "Oh, like this guy doesn't even like I'm cool." Yeah, right. So it was kind of like going through all I that, see that too, because yeah. I did. I really did care about her, so I didn't want to come off like an asshole. Um, so it was. Yeah, it was, it's difficult. There's I feel like here. having a relationship in the public eye, you have to be ready to take on, like go, like how you said, go zero, from zero to 100. 
but also confront so many things that you might have not even thought would be like an issue, like posting on social media all the time. Like that's probably an argument you guys had more than you'd ever think that you would have or like what you're willing to share or like how you saying like, oh, yeah, she's cool. Like that was probably like an argument you guys had and you had to learn how to communicate more effectively because it hurt her and you know what I mean you have to watch every move so yeah. I'm happy um when like couples are really secretive and like hidden like I feel like like Ryan Gosling and Ava Mendez is like a really good example of that yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's are. like I always wonder like where they are and it's cute when like a photo like comes out it was so funny I, I was on Instagram the other day and someone had said like um, like Ava you need to like get your husband to like, bring you out like in public a little bit more and she's like no thank you like I'm very content with just like being him and I and it was just cute that she like said that she's like no like I don't need to be out here talking to you people like for what yeah. like I'm happy in my relationship and I think that's the key to success to be honest like you don't yeah. need to share I, everything I, I, I think Dolly I, I think Dolly has it going on I think yeah. she knew <laughs> I think she knew that she has to share so much of her life that it's just if one thing can be private, it needs to be her marriage. Because she said that is one of the most important aspects is privacy. Yeah. And why add that that extra element onto it? It just it yeah. makes it more because like you could be having an, an argument with each other. And then when one person brings up like, oh, but look what look at what people are saying under under this photo. I know. About us now. And then you, then. All that stuff, regardless of how mentally strong you are, will weigh on mm-hmm. on both people, and then you start double, double, you know, double, double thinking or double whatever. I don't know the word I'm looking for, but it's whatever. See, I'm already flustered talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> clearly, it, like it, like it's just annoying. You have yeah. to watch every single move for what, so you can prove people wrong for whatever idea that they come up in their head. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think being as quiet as possible in the public eye with your relationship is probably a yeah. key to a long-lasting marriage. Well, you know what? We're getting pretty negative on love, and we have a positive love story right now. Because <laughs> Fortune Themester, who is coming on our show in just a little bit, got married over the weekend to her partner, Jacqueline Smith. So they have a Corona wedding, right, during a pandemic. <laughs> corona wedding. Corona. corona. Um, and the couple got married in Malibu. They rented a house, backyard, overlooking the ocean. Looked romantic, seems romantic. How do you guys feel about getting married during this pandemic? I think Fortune did it, like, the best way possible. And how's that? Yeah. Because she had a small, intimate wedding and waiting mm-hmm. to do her reception after the pandemic i just think that's personally the way to go you know if you're excited get married and why not let anything hold you back i completely agree to be honest with you i've had so many of my girlfriends i think about seven or eight now postpone their weddings Mm-hmm. Um, some went through with them but most postponed them for like a year out now i know like, but like why like just yeah. get married with each other and that's what i would do i would still have my small like wedding ceremony and then i would just have a huge reception like a year later and like, yeah. celebrate my one year anniversary you think yeah, yeah uh, you think you would still have that huge party though you think people would go well a year from now yeah yeah but what if it's what? That's the thing. That's why I think you. I agree with both of you. You have to take advantage of not take advantage, but you just have to step up and just. I feel like just 
make the most out of it. Yeah, have a small little wedding because what if what if this disease is around for four years, you know, and you postpone for a year, and then it's like you hit that year. Oh, we got to postpone again. So yeah. it's like, and then your money's tied up a lot of the times with these wedding venues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and I, yeah, I don't. I feel just, like we, no. Go ahead. I mean, one of my friends, she, you know, had her or booked her wedding venue prior to the pandemic, and she's tried changing the date two different times, and she can't get any of her money back. So she's just having to continue to push it, and like. It's just See, such a mess. I a mess. would be so bad in this situation because if I get more time to think and like view other properties or anything like that, or like find a new photographer, find a new florist, I would be so pissed because my money's already tied up with somebody. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be like, wait, I want to change it. No, but I'm just saying, it's just like, if I have too much time to think, it's not a good idea, especially with Pinterest. Like, yes, I agree. Uh, like, I rather just get it done. Do it. Be happy. Do you guys find yourself like, and I think this is common and I think I've done this. I feel like I've done this my whole life. You always are looking into the future like, oh, but in like a year, this is going to happen or, or, you know, you're always, you're not living in the moment as much. And I feel like with Corona, Mm -hmm. I feel like we're all like, okay, well, once Corona's over, everything's going to get back to normal. Once it's, once it's over, I'll, I'll get back to my old ways. But Mm -hmm. like, Maybe we should just start being happy living in this and, and just dealing yeah. with dealing with it. Yeah, there's no end date to it either. That's, so yeah. if you're really excited about something, I feel like you kind of have to get with the times and yeah. manage and make the most out of the situation like Fortune did. Like, yeah. But that's crazy that you brought that up. And I know it's such a simple concept, but like I feel like I needed to hear that. Yeah. Because I... I am really hard on myself and I um, if I'm going to do something I like to do it to the best of my ability and I like for it to be perfect and that's something that I would do like that's kind of why I have um, difficulty with making a decision sometimes because it's like well if I do it this way and then this way would be even better so if I just wait a month like I'll get that but it's you're so right like corona does not have an end time might as well just do it now it might not be how you thought it was going to happen but Mm -hmm make the most of it and mm. everything works out the way it's supposed to eventually yeah. and corona has really at least taught me that life is always changing constantly like you can't you always just have to keep it moving yeah. and yeah. not always like wish for like the next best thing but like truly be where your feet are and because you'll never get it back yeah <sighs> but it's even like this podcast it's just like really appreciating like and i know i know all three of us we get like stressed out before we get on because we want it to be perfect and yada yada yeah. yada but nothing's mm-hmm. ever perfect anyways but it's like really just appreciating we get to hang out and with each Virtually. other and do this podcast <laughs> and have and have uh and have get interesting guests on and it's just like just being here opposed to thinking like, oh, when it's over, it's going to be even better or. Right. Yeah. Like Corona's fucking part of our lives, just like the mail is. I don't know where I'm going with that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> metaphor. Um, but Maybe not mail- do that on stand up. You know what I mean? Let's just not. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey, hey, I would save that for your stand up. <laughs> you oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I bomb in comedy clubs, people. 
Joe, see, this is why I would love watching you, though, is because sometimes, like, you're, you are really funny, but sometimes it's just, you get in your own way, and it's just, it's hilarious, because you start, like, freaking out a little bit. Yeah, I love pretty- it. I'm pretty good at getting in my own way. It's, it's oh my god! I, I do. I mean, I do it all the time. I know I do. I'm like, oh gosh, <laughs> god, oh man. I, I was about to say something. You reminded me of somebody. Who? With your reaction right now, you just reminded me of John Paul Jones. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> yes, That's he makes remarks like that. Like <laughs> That's oh, interesting. Gosh. Like he does like, like oh, when he I eats, like he's like, you, mm, like it's, <laughs> there's always a lot I, of noises coming out of his mouth. I like him, but I feel like if you took the opposite, my opposite male, it's probably mm-hmm. him. Like we are just totally, we just look way different. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm just saying like the yeah. noises you were just making. Yeah, it just brought me back to some times. I don't know. Anyway. Okay, Joe. Yes. Let me ask you this. Okay. I'm sure you watched uh, Miss Maisel. Marvelous Miss Maisel. That's what it's called. I was dying laughing. She's hilarious. You need to start watching it, Joe. I really think you would, like, love her. But she always kept, like, a little joke book around and, like, you know. Oh, do you, do you maybe that could book? be your next inspiration. I, do, I, 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 have to, I have to work out my jokes, all right? I have, no, but do you have a joke book? Yes, I do. Okay, so yeah, do, do you know where it is? Is yeah, it in your bedside? It is. It is in my. It's in my dresser. Oh my god! No way! Well, this if is I so think cute. of something, so like here, like the other night, I went to, um, I float it in one of the float tanks. You ever do that? I actually got the inspiration from Hannah because you were talking about um, cryotherapy. Yeah, mm. I love it. So I float it, and then I was like, it, as I'm in this like gigantic bathtub. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm just like a grown man floating in, in a bathtub looking at stars and like I'm lanky. So I'm like hitting all the sides and I'm like, this is so fucking awkward. What am I doing? And then I get out and my uh, my shorts are soaked and I'm like, do you have a plastic bag? And the girl's like, why did you wear shorts? You were supposed to go naked. Um, so <laughs> naked. <laughs> Not that this is a joke. Yeah, you're supposed to float naked. Do you guys know what these floating things are? It's like you're floating in salt water. Yeah, oh. yeah, and you just like kind of are at the surface, and it's supposed to help with like muscle relaxation and like that was miserable. Right, I've done that before. Yeah. It's so creepy. And I had like a family event that I was supposed to go to that was important, and I forgot. And I was, and then when I got a phone call, they're like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm, I'm, flo- I was floating. <laughs> <laughs> I was floating. Like, oh my god, this oh, is no. I am." A- and that's when I thought. That's when I'm like, I have to start. I can't really, breathe. Really growing <laughs> I up. I was floating. Uh huh. And I was floating. I was floating nude in salt water. <laughs> <laughs> listening like, to meditation oh my God. music. But Joe, this has nothing to do with your comedy book. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is kind of this is what I would talk about. And then I'm thinking the whole time I'm in there, you, your your head's it's supposed to like clear your head and you're supposed to be thinking of like, you know, you're going to be creative or whatever. It's good for time, your mind and your hearing and stuff too. Yeah, but for me the whole time I'm thinking, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, what doing. And, and then you're thinking too much when you're supposed to be thinking about nothing. Yes. Yeah. Joey, you're one of the kids in class that I would have gotten in so much trouble Talking to? I, I, no, because I just laugh at people. Like, when people are really making me laugh and I start getting the giggles, I can't stop laughing. Like, it's to the point where I used to have, like, like bite marks on my arm because I would have to hold my arm and bite it so I could stop laughing or else I would get in detention. Because, oh, you guys, so yeah. 
I would I was love such to a little stinker. I would love you to would've... be in school with you. When people <laughs> laugh at me, that's that's my high. When people start laughing, then I really think I'm funny, and then I just keep going and going and going. Oh, ask my mom. Laughing is my favorite thing to do. Oh. I mean, I they say laughter is the best medicine. Stuff. It really is. Since we all clearly love a good laugh, it's time to have our very funny guest. It is 2020, and it has been a rough year for all of us. So laughter has been key for me. I don't know about you guys, but I need to laugh, especially now. So comedy, if you don't know a lot about the grocer, Joe, I love comedy. I love stand-up. I love sitcoms. I love it all. That's why I'm so excited to have Fortune on today. So I was really excited to, to meet you because I'm from the South too. And I totally get what you mean by chili on Sundays. That's Having right, to get out of church at 1155 AM. I totally get that. I watch your, uh, your show on Netflix. Awesome. Thank you. And I was laughing so hard. Yeah, you go to church so and hard. you go to Chili's. Yeah. And you, and you only go to church so you can go to Chili's. <laughs> absolutely absolutely well i have to ask how was your magical day this past weekend we saw it was you got great married. yeah i got married oh my god wow. congratulations congratulations thank you i appreciate it i even took a picture uh on our where we got married to make it look like the bachelor um, <laughs> no you didn't really i did the only thing really I was the rose but uh i have a picture that i'll post soon uh, where I'm, I'm putting my hand out like, will you accept this rose? I just didn't have an actual rose. Oh my gosh! Because oh. uh, uh, I watch a lot of, I watch pretty much every season of The Bachelor Bachelorette. I don't want to brag. No, uh, do you have a favorite, not. Do you have a favorite season? Uh, yours. <laughs> she said to each of us, huh? What Great answer. Season is, is my favorite. No, I said, I said when I signed on, I love watching hot people. Try and find love. It's there's oh, nothing better. My gosh. Okay, uh, wait. Who's like your, one of your favorite cast members? Do you ever? Do you remember anybody's name? I anybody mean, that sticks out to you? It's well, weird that I just said cast member. I have we're just to say that that Nick has really come around for me. At first, he was like the bad guy, you know, with the Caitlyn season, like yeah. yeah trying to you know telling telling all their scoop about hooking up and then. <laughs> Uh, and then he went on because he was on Andy. Was it Andy's season originally? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then yeah. Caitlin's, and then he came back home, Bachelor in Paradise, and redeemed himself. Uh, oh. And then everyone was like, "Oh, he's funny. We like him." Um, and now he's got a fun podcast, and now he gets paid to dish on everybody. Yes. <laughs> true. So yeah. True. True. Nick has come around for me. Um, Gosh, there's so many. I loved uh, Jillian's Bachelorette season. Oh, um, yeah. Nice. She was really... F- I like the ones with fun personalities, you know. You guys had fun personalities. You don't like the... the I mean, Claire, I feel like, is going to be pretty interesting because uh, I just feel like it's going to... She's going to be bonkers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she already is going bonkers. Yeah, have you been watching this season? Uh, I have, yeah. I mean, I'm. I the, people, there. I guess there was controversy with the guys uh, doing the strip dodgeball, but I oh, was yeah. like, "Well, who cares? <laughs> They're hot." <laughs> you guys know it made it interesting. I mean, we're, we're all sitting there watching, like, take it off. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm married, and um, uh, so my hopes of being on the Bachelor, uh, oh, Bachelor, no. are days are shot. 
Oh, no. Maybe you can go on the show and host a date. There you yeah. go. Come on, I like that. Some comedy date. Yeah. yeah. Wait, that's a good idea. Oh, my gosh. It's the yeah, best dates anyway. Amy, I, Amy Schumer did that on one season. I just remember because she called Juan Pablo a turd. Or was it Juan Pablo? It was somebody that was a turd. It, whoever it was deserved to be called a turd. That is hilarious. But. Wait, so did your special day... Um, come out the way you wanted it are you so happy yeah i mean congrats to you, you know, too thank you we've been together five and a half years so it wasn't a shotgun wedding per se um <laughs> but we expected to have a big wedding this summer and obviously the pandemic ruined that and then uh we weren't expecting to have this kind of wedding we ended up having a tiny wedding in malibu with just five friends and we zoomed our parents um, oh fun That's yeah we ended up being really special uh we honestly did not to get too uh political but we did it because we were nervous about marriage equality going yeah. away with the supreme court's tides shifting so significantly so that factored into our decision to do it when we did it yeah well i mean that's important and we're very, uh, very happy for you. It looked amazing. Thank you look you. great. Um, I do have to ask you because I'm a big, so I'm a big fan of comedy. I've done stand up myself. I fucking oh, was really? horrible at it. Yeah, I was not good. I, I was not good that. in Chicago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Chicago how is, is it? A great stand up city. It really is. <laughs> but how is it right now in this climate of the pandemic? How is it doing stand up? Or I mean, like, how is it working around that? It's hard because yeah. uh, we, you know, as entertainers, we're, we were always the foolproof business. Uh, after, you know, a tragedy, you always look to the, to the comics to, to let us have permission to laugh again, to get us through the hard times. If there's a recession, people want to laugh. It's, it's been a business that was always there for you. Uh, when things in the country or the world were uh, um, in disarray. This is the first time in history where our whole business shut down and yeah. we couldn't do anything. And uh, I know for me, like my Netflix special came out, I had six months of theaters sold out, ready to go. I was like, uh, wait, yeah. go. Oh. Right. It was your and year. My, yeah, my first show was supposed to be March uh, 15th. So oh, wow. right when it was happening. Yeah, obviously that didn't happen. So I think all of us uh, as comedians, we kind of licked our wounds and drank a lot of wine for the first couple months. <laughs> and, uh, and just kind of let ourselves for the first time just sort of be like, we didn't, yeah. I feel like there were some people trying to figure things out, but we just sort of allowed ourselves to experience the grief uh, of the pandemic and the loss of plans and the being afraid like everybody else about catching this and the, about the people dying and then eventually you're like oh we're still in this we have to yeah <laughs> we have yeah. to figure this out so we started doing the virtual shows and um it started with virtual shows and it started with drive-in shows and now people are i did two baseball fields i uh, know i was gonna was ask that? about that, that? Honestly, the baseball, I did two minor league baseball fields back um, back in uh, North Carolina and South Carolina. It was awesome. And I hope that when the weather, well, I hope we're getting out of this pandemic by spring. <laughs> but if people want to feel really safe, 
the baseball field was amazing because people we only sold a certain amount of tickets so people could spread out really yeah. well and feel safe and that i was on home plate on like um they put like a little stage and you could hear the laughter that's what's been missing from the virtual shows and the drive-in shows is it's scary yeah. and i feel that's probably what fuels you joe was just talking about that like just hearing somebody laugh to like about your joke just makes you like keep going and just yeah. gives you the energy you need you know it's working so you play off of that you build on right. that energy and when it when you're screaming at a car window uh it's different so the i just love hearing laughter again and my soul needed it and a lot of people wrote me just saying this is the first time i've been out in six months seven months i didn't know how important laughing was um so i hope that uh, we as comics can you know figure out how to keep doing this oh that's so sweet did you find yourself during this pandemic laughing or crying more uh, <laughs> depends on the day. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, I will say the first month I was pretty, I was kind of down, and I'm a very, I'm a very positive person by nature. Like I wake up, I'm very lucky. I wake up happy. Uh, it's not a struggle for me to find uh, the glass half full. Um, but that first month, I think it was more of just like, um, just seeing the whole world stop was jarring and all of us experienced, um, something negative from it, be it my tour, be it you lost someone, be it financial, be it a job. We all had something to grieve. And so I just was like, uh, drinking pretty much wine every night. Um, (laughs) But uh, but now I feel like I'm in a much better place. I think we're all kind of learning to live with this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, our friend, my friends, we figured out how to use Zoom. So we'll have game <laughs> nights. Uh, not quite the same, but, you yeah. know, and we're starting to do the social distance, like backyard hangs. Yeah. Um, oh, that's so good. We're laughing now. Was your time off? Did that seem to be helpful or hurtful in your creative process and being creative and writing? Well, I definitely shut down the creative part of my brain for a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. I, you kind of forget how much uh, of a hustler you are as stand up. I know you guys do a lot of different things too, where we're always trying to find jobs, opportunities, we're always mm-hmm. feeling the need to entertain mm-hmm. people. So I kind of let my brain just sort of shut down. Um, But that's come back to started writing scripts again and um, developing some some fun projects. So the the wheels are starting to turn. Starting to turn back on. I always wondered, it was like comedians, because like you obviously, like how we talked about, you feed off people's energy and like you get inspiration from so many things. But also like, is it nice to kind of shut down a little bit and just kind of like have a little time off? Like, how does that play into things? Or do you constantly need that stimulation? Well, you need to shut, you need to shut it down a little bit. Cause I, I, as a a touring comic, we were on the road either every weekend or every other weekend. Like we were living on planes. It's hard to take care of yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. like, uh, um, it's hard to eat right, you know, sleep, you're waking up, you're doing all these shows. So I think my body just needed a minute too. 
Um, but then I started uh, filming silly videos in my backyard. <laughs> uh, I have a character named Brenda who yells at her husband, Tim. Um, and so I, uh, I, we have a hot tub, and I, I found an old one-piece bathing suit. And, oh, uh, my word. And I started wearing this one-piece bathing suit, and I put this wig on, and I was pre- pretending to be Brenda, who's pissed off at her husband. Tim, and she just needed to take a dip in the hot tub to get away from her kids and some people I, I was starting to find ways to make people laugh through these dumb silly videos in my backyard do people inspire do you- those like characters or do you just come up with them on the spot because I yeah I could have a I have a few neighbors I'd like to impersonate if you will yeah, I, I think Brenda's a compilation of like five women I grew up with in the South. <laughs> who, you know, are so aggravated with their husband, but they the husband just does the bare minimum. Right. And then she's like, okay, Tim gave me some turquoise. So, some turquoise. I'm, I'm going to give him a BJ. <laughs> <laughs> Spice it up, y'all. Oh, I love it. Spice it up the podcast. Like do you think um do you think like this new short form TikTok Instagram videos would do you think this is where comedy is shifting? Um, I mean, it's definitely where you can get your your voice out, your name out very quickly mm-hmm. if it hits. I mean I, I do a Netflix rate a show for Netflix uh, on Sirius XM, and we just interviewed uh, Sarah Cooper, uh, you know, who does the Trump um, lip lip syncing. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? She's yes, like, yes. Um, the dual TikTok things where she's doing his voice. Uh, she went viral during the pandemic, uh, and she was a stand-up who you know had not had much traction, and then like now she's got like two and a half million followers on Twitter because of these viral TikTok videos. <laughs> not, not to say every time you post a video, it's going to go viral. I, you know, we all... <laughs> you never know. You never yeah. know. Um, but it certainly is a way for people, if it's kind of right place, right time. And right. Uh, if you're bringing the, your skills to it, you just have to hope it all comes together. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the rest of us, we're uh, still <laughs> trucking along. <laughs> Uh, be like, buy tickets to my show. <laughs> 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 well, if yeah. anybody has not already checked out Fortune on Netflix, she has a new series called Sweet and Salty that just came out, which is hilarious, by the way. Oh, thank um, you. We have all watched it. Well, and I, I have to say... Joe got me to watch it because he was raving about it. So then I started yeah. watching it. Yeah. Very funny, very funny. Very I really, really, and I'm not just saying that because you're here. Well, I would probably say it, <laughs> but I'm being honest. It was. I thought it was hysterical. You like, had me. I'm not having a lie today. <laughs> you had me when uh, right when you said snatching when snatching was all the rave. I was like, all right, I'm hooked. I'm in this. I love that. Yeah, I um, I got I filmed it in October of last year and uh it came out late in uh like january early february so uh it was cool to have it on the netflix platform while people were stuck in their house yeah it came out the perfect time to be honest and to have that filmed right before everything yeah because it'll be a while before people can you know film anything like that because i um to prep for that special i toured that 
version of that mm-hmm. set for two years. And, oh, in the, wow. and in the year leading up to it, uh, that one year alone, I hit 50 cities and did wow, 110 Jesus. shows. So you were going hard. Um, yeah, because you want to put out your best stuff you know this it's such a huge platform Mm -hmm. and it's getting harder and harder to get a special on there and uh you just wanted it to count and Mm -hmm. uh wanda sykes was the producer on it and uh you know she would tell me she's like chris rock told me uh they they call it a special because it's meant to be special and so uh, that's what I, i wanted to do and so i'm glad that people related to it there's a lot of stories about me growing up and finding myself growing up in the South and not knowing I was gay and, and coming to that realization through, you know, <laughs> doing, doing it the wrong, like, you know, trying the wrong things to figure out the right thing. Yeah. And, uh, the funny that comes with that. And, uh, thank God I figured it out watching a lifetime movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was hysterical. <laughs> I'm like, that's crazy, but it's crazy. Hey, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna, yeah. Yeah. Did, did, it mean a lot, did it mean a lot to you to do that special? You said it was a half hour where you grew from, from where you grew up, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did it in, uh, I filmed in Charlotte and I grew up in a tiny town uh, outside of it uh, called Belmont. So okay. I had a lot of hometown people there uh, all getting toasted <laughs> before the show. Oh my uh, gosh. That, I mean, because it was cool to get to perform those jokes in front of them because a lot of them were like, I was on the swim team with her or, you know, I went to high school with her. Uh, but what people, what I didn't anticipate was because people were so excited that they knew me and knew these, um, you know, things I was referring to. People were yelling out during my entire set, like, like that's right, girl. Or, you know, like, <laughs> oh I, I was God. there. Uh-huh. That's true. And I, I think so many times I had to be like, guys, shut I'm up. Still, I'm still <laughs> <this>. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Like, I need the sound of my jokes. Uh, wait, I love that. So wait, would you prefer doing jokes or stand up in front of people you know, or just like a new crowd? Listen, on a re- in a regular situation, <laughs> I'll do jokes in front of my hometown all day long because they lose their minds, and that's the great the greatest <laughs> feeling in the world. I now know filming something. <laughs> it's, hard. it's hard. I would maybe not do that. I would I would uh, have it where they're excited, but not to the extent where that it was. Is it more um, fun for you to film funny videos at home or to do stand up in front of a crowd? Oh man, I mean, I would prefer stand up just because uh, you have that immediate feedback that, like, that feeling of making people laugh is it truly is addicting. I mean, that's why we're all I love it still doing it. You know, yeah. that's why we we put up with all the craft and all the terrible road shows because then you hear that laughter and you go, oh, this is worth it. Yeah. That I got ready in a you know, closet with a room in it. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, uh, the videos are, are fun online because, you know, social media is such a part of our world now and you feel like you're always having to entertain or um, I don't know. I try to yeah. put up model, modeling pictures like you guys, but <laughs> it doesn't have yeah, the same know. effect. <laughs> <laughs> can I, can I, can I, I got to ask you. Dancing with the stars. 
That was I bad. Know. I mean, that was honestly that. After I did that, I thought I could. Uh, I could go back and start trying to do stand up because I could do anything if I could dance in front of people. <laughs> yeah. I got to ask you though. Could I ask you? Can I ask you yeah. a really hard hitting question? Please. All right, but I want I want a detailed, no bullshit answer. Okay. No bullshit. Okay. No bullshit. No bullshit right. in this house. Hooters or Chili's? Oof. I mean that's tough. Well, okay. Normally I'd say <laughs> normally I say Hooters because I um, basically have been going there since I was like eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and I I love the Hooters and the chicken wings. Um <laughs> I love the Hooters. Uh, has been really good to me. They've they send me stuff all the time. And what? I, I have a I have a thing in my backyard. I have a Chili's welcome mat in the house. I have oh. a I have a sign right now that says Margarita Presidente, uh vote for Presidente Margarita in the yard <laughs> like it's as if it's a presidential sign. Uh, they oh just, I don't gosh. know. And then they were going to like on my tour, give me, uh, send me chilies to my dressing room. But I, my heart is with That's chili. That's so funny. I have to say, they're really serving well, it up. And there's yeah. nothing like their chips and salsa. Oh, so nothing good. like it. It's so, that boneless buffalo chicken. <laughs> yes. Bitch. I think I like to get their the triple dipper is the best where you get the to pick your dipper. three right. It's called the triple dipper. Yes, oh you get the egg rolls, no. chicken wings, and this then has to be a thing. Us, us country bumpkins, we yeah, just, we love those restaurants. We do yeah, like Chick Fil A, please. Like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't do all that. Now a real a serious question: You have um, you've done so much in your career. Do you have a pivotal moment where you're like, okay, I've made it or I'm on the right path? Yeah. Um, I, I, it was like right around the same time I had just left Chelsea lately and I was starting to do acting and I, I got to, uh, uh, I did a pilot with Tina Fey and that pilot didn't go. And then I ended up getting to sell, um, my own show based on my life and Tina Faye produced it. It was called family fortune. And, uh, we shot it for ABC and like, uh, because it had my name in the title, like the family fortune was like everywhere, everywhere. It was all over the golf carts and production offices, the scripts. And, uh, and it was this like huge production. Annie Potts played my mom and I played myself. And, uh, it was just this magical, uh, thing that I got to do. It didn't end up getting picked up. Uh, so it was, uh, you know, how the business, you know, gives and takes, yeah. uh, it was like this cool experience of like, Oh my God, Tina, I'm on the phone with Tina Fey and she's giving me notes about my own life story. And she was <laughs> at the taping. I'm like saying jokes that she's giving me like, that was such a cool experience. But then right after that, uh, I got to shoot a movie um, because I was so devastated by that. I was like, oh yeah. my God, I was so close to having this yeah. really magical thing happen. And then I got to film a movie called Office Christmas Party. Uh, and uh, I filmed uh, my whole, all my scenes with Jennifer Aniston where I was the Uber driver and she was in the back seat. And they basically were yes. just like, do whatever you want. And they <laughs> let me ma- make up the entire scene. And she just had to react to whatever I was doing. And just to be sitting there, in a car on a backstage in Atlanta 
with Jennifer Aniston for three <laughs> hours, and we're just making, you know, making some, this thing together. This was like, oh my god, I can't. I watched her, you know, on Friends growing up. Right. I can't believe this is my life right now, and uh, and she's trusting me to make <laughs> up this whole scene, and they end up putting all the stuff we made up as the scene. Wow. Uh, it was really, really cool. Was that, was it hard to, was it hard to have fun with somebody like as big as Jennifer Aniston? Like yeah, you said, do you, you get nervous? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was, luckily I had met her <laughs> randomly. I had sat beside her at Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> How did oh, that God. happen? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. What, what, what? I, I, so I, thankfully I'd met her. Otherwise I would have been so <laughs> nervous. Uh, and I still was nervous, but when I was on Chelsea lately, uh, Chelsea, uh, was like, Oh, do you want to come over and eat Thanksgiving, uh, at my house? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> and I walk in the door and there's Jennifer Aniston and Justin Thoreau, who she was with at the time. And I'm like, Oh, hi. <laughs> and I had no idea they were going to be there. And there was like 10 other people. And uh, everyone got their plates to eat, and everyone was too nervous to sit beside Jen. And <laughs> so I was the last person with my plate, and their only open seat was beside Jen. And I was oh like, God. Uh, and Chelsea goes, Oh, God. She's <laughs> like, Don't embarrass me. So I, <laughs> I sat down with that Jennifer Aniston, and, uh, and I'm trying to like not eat like a beast. And, uh, I'm, <laughs> Next I'm, to Jennifer Aniston. I'm, I'm being all prim and proper. And uh, she's like, did you get, um, did you get some of the Greek salad? I go, I did. And she goes, oh, I made that. I go, I love Greek salad. I love this Greek salad. <laughs> this is the best Greek salad I've ever had in my life. <laughs> You're lucky you grabbed it. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. But she was the nicest person in the whole world. And, uh, and it was so lovely. And so that cut to, I think it was five years later, we did office Christmas party and she, um, I walked up and she's like, Fortune. And I was like, she, oh. she remembers me. <laughs> Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's crazy. I wish I spent Thanksgiving with Jennifer Anderson. I mean, that's the crazy thing about, I've been in LA 17 years now and you just, I, I find that it is one of those places where you go, I can't believe mm -hmm. I'm having this experience with yeah. this person right now because I've, like Natalie Maines has become one of my good friends and all because we did this comedy thing together. And like, then I'm, I'm like, I've listened to the Dixie chick since I was like 21. Yeah. And now I'm at your house putting a puzzle together. Like this is so weird. But so it's, surreal. It's and, and you've earned it all. World. You have truly earned it all. What's I been like the, the key right to, to it? Make a puzzle. <laughs> Name. <laughs> Uh, what did you say? <laughs> What's been the key to like get to where you're you're at? Because you've been in LA, you said for 11, 11, 17? Yeah, seventeen or seventeen years. Yeah. What's been the key to? I mean, tons of hard work, tons and tons of it. I moved out here and I had no money, and I I didn't even know I wanted to do comedy. I didn't know I wanted to do stand up. I started taking classes at Groundlings to honestly just to make friends because I had a hard time meeting people out here. And that quickly became a passion. And once I found comedy, once I found improv, once I found stand-up, I'm so lucky that I knew immediately that's what I was meant to do. And so my focus became razor sharp. 
where I was like, I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. I just don't know how to make a living at it. I don't know how to get people to pay me for it, but I love it. And there's nothing else I want to do. So from that day forward, I just was like on a mission and I was doing shows, you know, seven stand-up shows a a week, improv shows, making sketch shows, doing videos. And it, it was every job I had, I was like trying to build on that one and, and I never stopped. So even now it's like, mm-hmm. I've been lucky to be working the last 10 years as a comic and I'm lucky that I get to do what I love, but I never stop. It's like, even if I have one job, I'm like, oh, what other 10 things can I be creating right now? Mm-hmm. And, um, it never feels, it's sounds so silly. It never feels like work because I love it so much. But uh, I just I just think that it was a combo of just working really hard at it um, and just trying to get better at it. And I'm hoping that the opportunities and myself, you know, met up at some right. point. Well, I mean, like <sighs> it's even giving two years worth of work into like your Netflix show, like that's crazy mm-hmm. hustle. So props to you, because honestly, right. Honestly, that's like a lot of hard work, but I will have to say we ask every single guest here one question. So it's not a surprise that we're going to ask you the same, but in terms of pop culture and entertainment, what was your biggest influence in your life? It could be like a person, it could be a place or a thing. Mm, Pop culture, like something big that happened in pop culture. Yeah, or entertainment. Like, did you, even it could be like if you saw someone be friends, like if you're watching Friends. Yeah. Well, yeah, there are like, two. There's two big moments. One was uh, Janet Jackson's boob being exposed. Pretty great day for me. Uh, <laughs> Super Bowl, Justin Timberlake. If you don't know, I think can you even pull that up on YouTube anymore? Oh my God, that is so great. But I was very happy about it. <laughs> like, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> And then, uh, so that was a pretty special. I mean, uh, special moment for me. Um, <laughs> And uh, then the uh, the first season of The L Word was a big one uh, for me oh. and, uh, because I didn't come out until I was 25 and that show came out when I was like 23 or so, 24 and being from a small town in the South, I just had not, I it wasn't like I was in the closet. I genuinely did not know I was gay and I was very naive to what that meant to be gay and I didn't know any gay people. And so I do think that contributed to me coming out later in life. And I just didn't have examples of gay people. And then that show came out and all of a sudden I'm seeing women like just having, I mean, it became very salacious, but just seeing them in the beginning have coffee together blew my mind. I was like, Oh my God, like, what yeah. and then they would make out and then i was like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like what's going on here <laughs> and it but it did like have a big effect on me of like oh my gosh something's happening when i watched that wow. uh and it really it blew my mind and it was like you had said to me um like you know i invented the telephone i was so like <laughs> you know, that's how much of an effect it had on me what was that's amazing uh, yeah what, what was the bigger relief coming out and realizing that you were gay or that feeling when you were in comedy knowing like hey this is what i'm gonna mm-hmm. do for the rest of my life oh wow they actually happened at the same the same year 
so they're they both were pretty significant. I came out in 2005, and I started comedy in 2005. And I think that one had to happen for the other to happen yeah. because once I realized I was gay, it was like this giant um, release, like this yeah. giant load was lifted off my back because my whole life, something had always felt off and I didn't know what it was. And I couldn't, I literally couldn't put my finger on it. Um, and I just didn't know, like, what is this missing piece? Why is every, nothing nothing seems to be lining up in the way I, it feels yeah. like it should be. I came out and it really was this giant light bulb moment of like, Oh my gosh, like that is it. I could look back at my whole life and see how that had affected this or that or this or that. And, and knowing the answer was huge. And I felt like for the first time in my life, it gave me permission to just be free in a way that I had never felt before. Uh, and then there was a lightness to it. Like I had a lightness uh, where er every hard thing seemed so insignificant from that point forward. And then entering, uh, then comedy entered, which what is the best thing to have when you are a comedian that's to be free. Yeah. And honest. To, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it was like so interesting that they happen right around the same time. Mm -hmm. Wow. And yeah. and comedy requires you, I, I think, to be a successful comic. You have to tell people exactly who you are. There's, you know, if you're hiding something, it's all. There's always an elephant in the room. But if mm -hmm. people know, like, what you see is what you get, I think it allows you to connect with the audience so much more. Mm -hmm. um, so I could finally just be me and also be that person on stage wow. well it's probably That's like really why you connected with so many people like how you were just saying it's just like because you know you're being authentically yourself and that's just so much more relatable than i mean i don't know i i think so i mean i i feel like the people that enjoy my work just they know that i'm literally just telling true stories from mm -hmm. my life i'm sharing my life i'm sharing who i am i'm silly i'm positive I'm not pretending to be something uh, in hopes of you buying a ticket to my show. I just am <laughs> like, this is who I am. This is me. <laughs> and hopefully you enjoy that and find it funny. If you don't, the, you know, I'm not for everybody. Oh, wow. Um, but, yeah, you, you move on. So, but I do think that there's something nice that because there's so much smoke and mirrors in Hollywood and mm -hmm. social media, people are very uh there it's like a refreshing thing when someone's just themselves yeah mm -hmm. see joe you see joe joe was getting a little stage fright earlier when yeah. we were asking him to give us a little i, I think these are great joke. great tips for joe. <laughs> joe you just need to be well, you, so are you okay gonna, are you gonna start doing more comedy when this when the you know we can actually do shows again yeah, I think, Joe. I, I think, well, here. I think I, after so, this. <laughs> so, okay. So a little background is I did, I did like Second City, Improv Olympic. Yeah. I did all those, the improv classes and improv groups. And I started mm -hmm. messing around with stand up and I was just, uh, I was really bad. You know, oh, at yeah. first Everyone's I was bad. At yeah, first, I was so. really bad. Um, mm -hmm. But it was hard also because for me, I, I used to wake up for work at like two in the morning because I was in the produce business and mm -hmm. all I could get on an open mic, I would get on at like midnight. 
So right. I would do that and then go sleep an hour and a half, and then I'd be like, I'm yeah, not even hard. funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sleeping. I'm, I'm, I'm half asleep. Right you're tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's more delirium. So working on like um, new material, are you doing that currently right now? Like, or do you like, is it hard because you're not getting inspiration from the street? Yeah, I haven't been, I, I, when I was doing shows, I started picking up the material that I was working on back in March, <laughs> uh, and just sort of trying to hone that. Uh, I haven't really been digging into a lot of new stuff stand up wise because yeah, you're like, uh, we're like wiping down groceries. Like, yeah. you're like, yeah. what do I talk about right now? Um, and I know that, but I don't force it. I kind of know that that inspiration will come when it's ready. I, the creative stuff I've been doing is I just wrote a, another, uh, a movie script and I'm creating, uh, some TV stuff. And so I've been putting my creativity into that. And it, but it, your brain kind of always shifts where you go, okay, that script's done. Now there's, let's focus on stand up. It always finds a way to compartmentalize itself. Um, but I don't really know what my next act, my next hour will be. Like it kind of <laughs> reveals itself in time. Wait, but didn't I just read that you just got a Pixar role? Yes, I uh, ha- am in the new movie Soul that's coming out uh, Christmas Day. Oh um, my god, uh, I'm so excited! Congratulations! Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You know what, Fortune? Odd. You've been What's kind that? enough to. You've been kind enough to come on our podcast, so why don't you tell all our listeners everything that you're working on right now? Yeah, where, right. We can, where can we find yeah. you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, uh, gosh, okay. Uh, that Pixar <laughs> movie comes out Christmas Day on Disney+. Plus. It was supposed to be in the theaters, but obviously things have changed. Uh, I'm on a show called Bless the Hearts. It's an animated show on Fox every Sunday night. Uh, I would do a serious XM radio show every morning for Netflix on channel 93 called what a joke with Papa and fortune. So you can listen to that in the mornings or afternoons. Uh, I'm in a new movie called chick fight. That's coming out in November 13th. Oh my gosh. Uh, it's, wow. It's a, a female fight club. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Wait, stop. That's so exciting. Yeah. You have well, so much going based, on. It's not based on the fight club movie but it's a movie that has a fight club and they're females okay. um, so it comes in Malin Ackerman stars in it and Bella Thorne Alec Baldwin it comes out you know on the video on demand and then it will be on I think a streaming service so that's coming okay. out soon and uh, yeah there's other fun stuff coming at the different points but everything's been pushed and moved because yeah. of the uh, pandemic, but still. you know, my uh, Instagram fortune at fortune Feaster for those silly Brenda videos, or sometimes <laughs> I play my mom, or sometimes I I play a spin instructor named Deb who never spin, who never spins, but just tells you to get on your bike. Oh, uh, I love so, it! Yeah, lots of silliness happening. All right, well, I got one more question. Who's funny? Yeah, man. Who's funnier, Alec Baldwin or Tina Fey? Oh, man, they're so different. I mean, I'm going to say Tina Fey because she's yeah. like the funniest person ever and the wittiest person ever. Uh, and yeah, I got to go with Tina. She's just, That's a good one. Uh, 
hilarious. But I've worked with a lot of, I've been lucky to work with a lot of really funny females. Mindy Kaling was my boss for three years on the Mindy Project. And oh, wow. She's hilarious. Oh, Chelsea, uh, you know, I've been lucky to be surrounded by funny women. Yeah, powerhouses, to be honest. Funny and powerful. And That's you're right. joining them. Look at you. All this fun stuff coming up for you. I'm so excited. I'm so happy you were able to join us today. Oh, and awesome. I, thank I, you I've so much. All, I've been watching all y'all's journeys. And uh, <gasps> I'm hoping that that, uh, that y'all are finding love. <laughs> I love how you try to use I don't know. We're working on getting Joe a girlfriend through the podcast, if you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, um, if you know anyone for him. Joe will not have a problem. Come on. Are you, uh, I mean, start- are you in LA, Joe? Chicago. When they start listening to my jokes, that's where I lose them. <laughs> now, my now wife I met in Chicago. Oh, oh yeah. The city of love. Mm-hmm. The city yeah. of love. She was a kindergarten teacher out there for 11 years. And I met her and I made her move to Los Angeles. Oh, wow. Where, what I area? Maker. Uh, Where was she? Uh, do you know, like, what part of Chicago? Like, south, south side, I think. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Like, uh, she taught a um, lot, lot of kids in need, and she it was, like, the greatest job. Like, she loved it more than anything because wow. she felt like she was really making a difference. Yeah. And, then I'll, and then here comes me, the big a-hole comedian, <laughs> being like, <laughs> You gotta like, move. Leave your, leave your job where you're really making a difference and come live with me in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe Joey's all worth volunteering, it. and then maybe you'll meet your wife. Look at that. Fortune just yeah. dropped it yes. for you. A little Look piece of that. advice. Yeah. There you go. Just doing, <laughs> a samba, doing a samba around them now that you know how to do it. I yes. don't. I still don't. <laughs> I, I still don't know how to do it. You would think a week, a week's work for a minute and a half, a minute, like a minute and fifteen second uh, performance, and I could never nail it. But well, I try. Okay. I try. Well, fortune. You look beautiful in sequence. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully, maybe I'll get another chance. But fortune, thank you so much for joining us and coming on. Oh. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. You got of course, it. Thank of course. You. I look forward to seeing you on Christmas Day. Yeah, and okay. watch my Netflix special, Sweet and Salty. It's still up there. We watch got it. you. It's we got it. And I'm not just saying it because she's here. But <laughs> I would, but I'm not. But it but it helps. <laughs> 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 well, Fortune, you have a All good right. day. Thanks, you guys. Thank you so much. You. Bye. Bye. You guys, what did you think about Fortune? She's awesome, isn't she? She was so funny. I just feel like she's so down to earth. Like, she's just... I would love to have her as a neighbor. I would literally just go over, drink some, like... I don't know. What do people drink in the South? Iced tea. I just listen to her, like, give me some jokes. You know what I mean? I don't know. And it's sit on the front porch, yes. hang out. Listen she's just so positive. Build. Positive yeah. and happy and such a light. I love hearing the stories of people moving to LA and like following their dream and yeah. just working hard and accomplishing it. Well, yeah. And it's, it's, it makes total sense that she came out and did comedy in the same year. Cause I don't think she would have been able to do one or the other. Mm-hmm. Well, I think like that's like really leaning into your calling, to be honest with you. And she did exactly that. And that's probably why she's being so successful as she is. You know what I mean? Like two years on the road, I mean, I don't know if I could do, what, what was she saying, 50 shows a week with, like, yeah. not even being herself, you know? I feel like it would have come out eventually in the fact mm-hmm. that she 
that all played a part into her success was amazing to hear. I don't know. Yeah. She's a really cool chick. I like her. Just goes to yeah. show you hard work. You work hard at something. You believe in it. You could achieve it. Work hard, play hard. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We had so much fun, lots of laughs. And I know we say this every week, but you better not forget, follow us on ClickbaitBN on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook because we want to keep up with y'all. And of course, as always, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. Go to Spotify, the Wondery app, or wherever you are listening to your podcasts.